0: Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the World Wide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you guys had an absolutely awesome Thanksgiving day with family yesterday. Hope you didn't eat too much. I ate quite a bit. Really, really good food. We went to a friend's house, had a bunch of people over, and we all made a lot of food. and It was really, really nice. Great time to be around people and hang out with everybody and fellowship and chat. And so uh, I hope everybody had a wonderful day yesterday. And as of Friday, Black Friday, y'all know we always have a sale at Health Masters here on Black Friday for everyone, since that's the request. Apparently, the normal thing that everything happens now with uh, pretty much every company puts a sale on. And so I told you guys on Wednesday early, I gave it to you, but it is still active for Black Friday. The Thanks Five coupon—that's five percent off store wide on everything. Doesn't matter if it's the two. Bucket specials or the organic food buckets already on sale. Doesn't matter if it's cinnamon extract on product of the week. Anything on the website this active is valid for. This coupon is active and valid for. So be sure to check it out at healthmasters.com, the thanks five. And I'll also give everybody a heads up on the voting for the product of the week. There's a product on there called Xiflamed Prostate. Uh, You know, our current prostate support formula is on back order. It should be here within the next two to three weeks, but I've had a few customers that wanted to have some type of backup or an extra one, and that is a product that works really well if you need to as a backup formula until the prostate formula gets in stock. That's why I did put it up there to vote product of the week so people could kind of get it eye on it look at it see if it's something you're interested in and right now it's on sale anyway so be sure to check it out if you're curious on that and also the product of the week the cinnamon extract 10 percent off sale on product of the week cinnamon extract And remember the thanks five coupon can be applied to even product of the week and every other product on the website so be sure to check that out and also in updated news right now i continue to encourage everybody to Stay strong and speak freely about what's currently happening all across the board. And it's interesting because you guys remember last uh, couple days ago before Thanksgiving, Dad and I talked in detail about the article that was on Zero Hedge discussing the grade A gaslighting that we have now seen from the CDC and every other health agency who blatantly is now trying to do a full 180 spin on their massive hit against ivermectin. And now they're basically saying that, oh, that was, just, that was just a recommendation not to take it if you wanted to. If you wanted to, oh, it's okay. Not a big deal. We didn't mean anything by it. And then I brought up repeated articles and headlines of the stories that they totally lied to everybody about for a year and a half, that there was essentially nothing you could do. Ivermectin didn't work. You should never take it. You shouldn't look at it. Don't look at vitamins. Don't even think about looking at vitamins. There's nothing you can do about this virus, which we all knew was a complete and utter Bold faced lie, and I've gone into detail about vitamin C, D3, and zinc and how effective they are, especially coupled with ivermectin if you get severe COVID. Now, what's interesting about this this is why I'm tying into this now. Fauci had a key deposition now that he's been brought into because of what's been happening, and the Missouri Attorney General. Uh, Attorney General Eric Smith and also the Louisiana Attorney General Jeff Landry, they have now basically started this full deposition on him on trying to get some answers on the bogus lies that we were told and how everything flip flopped. Now Fauci is now playing the Biden card, and when I say Biden, I mean bumbling buffoon, moron card. Biden or Anthony Fauci is not an idiot. He's not senile. Now he's basically playing the senile card, and they went through the deposition for seven hours with Fauci. And this is what Attorney General Jeff Landry said. This man, to single-handedly wrecked the U.S. economy with his policies based upon the science, follow the science, he said over the course of seven hours we discovered that he somehow mysteriously can't recall particularly Anything detailing with his COVID response. Laundrie said after leaving the deposition, he said, I can't recall. I haven't seen anything. I think we need to put these documents in context because I don't recall any of them. Literally, almost the entire deposition would not answer anything, would not admit to anything, then basically play the attorney card. And that's what I've told you guys before in the past. If you're in a situation where somebody pulls you over, a law enforcement officer pulls you over and you're speeding. I'm not giving you type of legal advice. I'm telling you this is just what attorneys have said before. And they pull you over. They say, do you know how fast you're going? Well, were you looking at the speedometer the entire time while you're driving? The answer is no, that's not safe. You can't sit there and stare at your speedometer while you're driving because you're not watching the road. You need to be focused on the road, not looking distracted at your speedometer. And so currently you can't really recall the exact speed you were doing the entire time. So if they ask you how fast you're going, I don't recall an exact number. You never, you never incriminate yourself. Well, yes, sir, you know I was doing exactly 87, wasn't paying attention while I was driving, staring at the speedometer at 87 in the 70-mile-an-hour zone. I'm guilty as charged. You don't say any of that. You just don't say anything. I don't recall how fast I was currently going. This is a common practice that attorneys always tell their clients to do because there's nothing illegal. You're not lying. You're not saying anything basically and perjuring yourself because you simply can't recall right now, and there's nothing illegal about not having a good recollection. This is what Fauci's doing now. He knows he completely and totally did this at the midst of his globalist handlers in order to ruin the country, in order to push COVID, and in order to lie to everyone about remdesivir and about the COVID shot. And so – don't let this fool you he's not playing this oh i can't remember because he can't remember he's playing the card that the attorneys have told him to play now and now he can't recall anything in a seven-hour deposition when he was the guy on tv every single day for two years straight telling everyone how he was the science so this is irritating to see this not surprising whatsoever but again know what these guys are doing, understand the play they're making, he's retiring next month in December, he knows he's stepping out of this, and he's probably made a very, very, in my opinion, very handsome amount of money during COVID, because remember, he was one of the key shareholders in Moderna, when Moderna was at like $2 a share, before they ever produced anything to market, then suddenly, moderna and pfizer get the contract to start producing unlimited essentially unlimited amounts of vaccines that are now sitting in freezers many of which i think over what 90 million of them have had to be disposed of now because they've expired and gone bad whole thing was complete and total fraud and now they're pushing this triple pandemic bold lie telling everyone that oh you need to get the you gotta get a shot and i was talking to our friends yesterday when we were their house for thanksgiving and she said one of the people they know that live across the lake she just got like her fifth booster now and she said well the only reason i think i'm alive right now is because i've had five boosters and i don't i don't i don't know what to do if i didn't keep getting my boosters because i'd probably die and quite frankly i'm surprised she hasn't died from the boosters yet They probably got a lot of placebos in my opinion but what we see now, and I, I said this yesterday, and I said this is just a concept that nobody seems to bring up. I said, taken aside, if there were no side effects from the shot, say it was totally safe. Just, just throw that out there. Totally safe, no side effects. Even at that, wouldn't this still make – wouldn't this be pretty much the most ineffective, useless, worthless vaccine that's ever been produced, considering the fact that they're telling people they have to get their fifth and sixth booster now? Just what – a year and a half, two years into the shot being available because essentially your immunity wanes off every two to three months. So you have to continually get the shot for what perpetuity? Is anybody asking that question? When do you have to, get to stop getting shots for COVID? Oh, oh, don't worry. By 2028, we already have the new bivalent, triple valent, triple demic shot available that we're ready to go with in the next seven to eight years. You'll only need nine boosters a week. That's it. Only nine boosters a week to stay fully safe and protected against COVID. So make sure you, you get your nine boosters. You actually have to come into the doctor's office on a few of them multiple times. You have to get your booster in the morning and get your booster at night if you want to stay fully protected. I mean, what, is that the level of insanity we're going to go to now with some of these people that have become this addicted to the COVIDian cult and this brainwash, so to speak, and just straight sheep? Is it? Is that where we're going? I don't know. But sadly, when you hear stuff about this and people literally make comments like the only reason I think I'm alive right now is because of all the booster shots I've had. It's sad, in my my opinion, honestly, that there's people out there like that. But that's what we're dealing with right now with pure propaganda that was fed to people for two
1: years straight. What do you think, Dan? Uh, well, also, the crazy part about all of this stuff is that we know the boosters don't work. We know the shots don't work through mRNA vaccines. We've covered that on the show a thousand times that they produce spike proteins. And they don't do anything as far as producing antibodies. They force the cells to produce spike proteins. And that's supposed to be taking care of this, but it doesn't. It changes your DNA. It downregulates the immune system because the immune system would basically get rid of the spike protein production facility immediately. And the cell walls are changed. Everything's changed. The entire body has changed. And then we have these spike proteins. That they lodge inside of the epithelial cells of the arteries massively caused a problem with uh, microcurrent eddies which caused a problem with blood clots which caused a problem with heart attacks and strokes i mean it never ends and, and the problem is you know COVID is a very very real disease i'm not going to say it wasn't it was a bioweapon but the problem is is that you know the cure was worse than worse than the disease because the vast majority of the people that died from it as we all know they were you know past the age of 70 they were obese with a lot of comorbidities i mean th- this is insanity now for Fauci to come up now, I, i'm going to I'm going to brag on Fauci for one second. I never thought I would. I never would because I can't stand the guy. He's a troll as far as I'm concerned. All he's done is lie about everything, about ivermectin, about hydroxychloroquine. Uh, never even mentioned vitamin C. Never mentioned D3. Never talked about how you turn on the macrophages. Never talked about white blood cells counts. Never talked about getting D3 levels tested. Never, never nothing. None of it. It's none of it. It's All you do is you got to take this. You got to do this. You got to do this. But I will give him credit for this. He's listening to his attorneys. And, you know, he's He's smart. He's under oath. He's being deposed, seven hour deposition, and he's not saying diddly squat. Smart, smart man. And, you know, Hillary Clinton did the same thing. If you don't like her, which most people don't, but she does, every every once in a while, she'll do something right, and she did that right correctly, too. If you get into a situation where you're in court, it's going to be a whole lot easier just to keep your mouth shut and not talk to anybody, especially against prosecutors, and just be careful what you say. Because, quite frankly, you know, Fauci's listening to his. Probably top level attorneys at this point, probably pointed to him by the Food and Drug Administration or somebody else, or maybe they're his personal attorneys or their government attorneys. I don't know, but they're telling him that he doesn't recall. I don't recall this. I don't recall that. I don't recall this. I don't recall that. And it's like you said, Austin. It's like you get a ticket and You can't. If you get a, if you're driving on the highway at 80 miles an hour, and the person pulls you over and he says, "How fast are you going?" You don't really know unless you're staring at his speedometer, but you can't say, "I don't know," because that shows negligence. That means basically you weren't paying attention to what you're doing, but there's nothing wrong or illegal about having a bad memory, so it's, I don't recall. And so it's just interesting to me that people are really you know, slamming Fauci for what his testimony said, when from a legal standpoint, this is exactly what he should have done. And let me ask you guys a question. Did you really think he was going to admit to anything? Did you really think he was going to talk about hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin now that the FDA's lifted their quote-unquote not telling people to take that now? I mean, ivermectin is a very good product for parasites. It doesn't hurt you. just gets rid of parasites. It doesn't hurt you at all if you, take, if you have you know, COVID. But now we've got all these people who have been injected with two, three, four, five shots, and got, they said they've got 60 more shots coming down the road. 60. It's sanity. insanity. Who's, who's going to take 60 boosters and 60 different vaccines that are in the pipeline right now? Huge profit margins for these massive corporations that are owned by State Street, BlackRock, and Vanguard. When They start pumping out these vaccines in huge quantities like this. I mean, it's like it's what did they say the other day. They're charging about $150 for the vaccine. It cost them a couple of dollars to make. And this is the group of people out there that are continually doing this all of the time. I and mean, we know them. In fact, it's past August. This is an article from The Washington Times. It says more vaccinated people died from COVID than unvaccinated people in August. What? Yeah. People who are vaccinated against COVID-19 died in larger numbers than those who were unvaccinated against the virus for the first time since the pandemic's onset of the U.S., according to a new report. And also by the Kaiser Family Foundation said that 58 percent of the COVID deaths in August were from people who completed at least their primary series of vaccines, according to the Kaiser Family Foundation. This news comes nearly 15 months after President Biden declared COVID to be a pandemic of the unvaccinated. He announced a de facto vaccine mandate in that same speech by attempting to rewrite OSHA regulations that applied to large companies. The Supreme Court ultimately struck down the Biden administration's attempted mandate. However, they kept it in place for people who work in medical fields, which they didn't have the right to do that either. We can no longer say this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated, Cynthia Cox, vice president of the Kaiser Family Foundation, said and told the Washington Times, Washington Post. So now we have a group of people out there that are doing research on this, finding out that the people that are not vaccinated have a longer life expectancy against dying from COVID than people that were vaccinated. So what was the point of all this? I mean, why were hundreds of billions of dollars spent? Why were trillions of dollars spent by Congress? Well, a lot of that's extracted wealth from the United States. We all know that and, and what they're doing. Uh, by the way, the Supreme Court in Georgia now, uh, they basically reinstate the heartbeat bill after the, a left-wing judge has decided to overturn it. The Georgia Supreme Court on Wednesday reinstated the Peach state's heartbeat bill after a left-wing Fulton County judge overturned it. The measure banned most abortions after six weeks as fetal heartbeat is typically detected then. As Breitbart News reported, Fulton County Judge Robert C. McBurney struck down Georgia's abortion ban, attempting to read the right to abortion into the state's constitution, much the same way that Roe v. Wade and Planned Parenthood v. Casey were. McBurney's opinion came after the overturn of Roe v. Wade and Roe v. Casey in Dobbs versus Jackson, the women's health organization that made a blatant appeal to substantive due process. The invention of constitutional rights by the judiciary saying this ruling is merely a reinforcement of what ought to be for everyone, the uncontroversial notion that if the judicial branch has declared a constitutional right, legislatures exceed their authority, improperly expand their role, and fundamentally alter the balance struck by the separation of powers when they enact laws that they know to be plainly and facially unconstitutional. I'm going to go ahead and put this article and post it from Breitbart. And I want you guys to read through the rest of it. But it goes into detail about what these guys are doing and how they're doing it and, and why they feel they're doing right and why they're feeling doing wrong and how this judge overturned the ruling on this, which I thought was really, really good. By the way, Biden has protected by the very guns, he says, have no redeeming value. I always get a kick out of this. President Biden, and of course, this is a big thing with celebrities anyhow and politicians, including Nancy Pelosi, including everybody who basically was anti-gun. President Joe Biden is protected by semi-automatic firearms, yet told reporters at Thanksgiving morning that he cannot understand how sales of semi-automatic weapons continue, as they have no social redeeming value. Biden said the idea we allow semi-automatic weapons to be purchased is sick. It has no social redeeming value whatsoever. Ironically, Biden is protected by semi-automatic handguns. The U.S. Secret Service transitioned from Glock handguns, which, by the way, are superior to ZIG. But the ZIGs are more accurate. I will say that. So i me repeat that. The U.S. Secret Service transitioned from Glock handguns to SIG Zauer pistols recently, but both Glock and SIG are semi-automatic pistols. Can you imagine a world in which the Secret Service agents are standing around with six-shot revolvers in their holsters? After criticizing semi-automatics, Biden pledged a new on Thanksgiving to ban assault weapons. Ironically, again, Biden is protected by assault weapons. Biden, Breitbart News reported that Biden Biden was given a Secret Service detail during the 2020 presidential campaign. From that time until now, agents are around him 24-7 to keep him safe with semi-automatic pistols and machine guns. A source told Breitbart News such a detail meant Biden would be protected within semi-automatic pistols and rifles, perhaps ARs and Zigs or Sowers or MCT platform firearms. There was also the strong possibility of fully automatic firearms. It's not a possibility. It's exactly what they're doing. They're running full-auto guns. Not going to comment on that because you guys know that's right. Being part of the a- a- equation, the latter carrier category of firearms consists of submachine guns such as the HK MP5, which by the way, the MP5 is a true assault weapon. It is It's a phenomenal weapon. It, it really is. I've shot them before. They have hardly any recoil. They, the muzzles don't jack up on you when you're on full auto. It's a great weapon. But the reality is, is that you know, it's funny to me that Oprah Winfrey and all the rest of these celebrities that are so anti, anti, anti gun. Are all protected by their bodyguards, all wearing and carrying guns, especially in the states that say you can't have guns, like New York. You really have a hard time in New York, even owning a gun or even trying to get a permit for it. But yet the politicians are still protected by people who have guns. So to me, it's irony. It's total irony, and I suggested that if people are living in states that have those draconian gun laws. They try to find someplace else to live because when well, you can't protect yourself when you're driving on a subway, or you can't protect yourself when you're walking on the street as people come come and rob you and sucker punch you and hit you like you see in New York City all the time. It's a bad course of events for the country. But, guys remember a 70 pound or 80 pound or 90 pound or 100 pound granny can handle a pretty big guy if she's carrying a gun. I'm a big proponent of concealed weapon carry, and you guys know that. And basically, Austin feels the same way. Austin, what do you think, about it? What's your next story?
0: Oh, my comment on that is Biden has no redeeming value. The guy's a moron. He just runs his mouth on whatever they tell him to say. And I, that, like,
1: I agree with you 100%. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> this,
0: this is – what they're doing here – let me explain this to you just so everybody understands this. Every time there's an incident, every time there's a shooting, any time that happens, anything in the country that they can jump on, they use this to continually gaslight people and saying that guns are bad, you shouldn't own guns, no reason for you to own a gun, no reason for you to own a firearm ever. My response is that is buy more guns. The reason why the First and Second Amendment were put into place right beside each other was because the ability to speak freely, the ability to talk through, the ability to criticize, the ability to be able to peacefully protest was going to be a staple, a right. Not a permission granted by the government, but a right, a true right, because that is the first point of being able to make change is having a open dialogue when people have a problem, when there is an issue. A civilized society with people that are very smart, that are very educated, that are very acute, that have concrete rational thought, can sit down with one another with one another, and say, okay, listen, let's sit down, let's have an open dialogue on this. This is a problem this person's having, this is a problem that this person's having. Let's find a happy balance and medium where everybody can basically come together and realize, okay, this is what's going on, let's have a discussion. That's what a republic is all about. That is why the First Amendment was so mandatory. It wasn't a, oh, well, the government can just let you know whenever they give you permission to talk. No, they already dealt with that in England. You couldn't even say something about – call King George a fatty. They could go and say, well, you you disrespected King George hanging from the bridge. There's no trial. They just did whatever they wanted. You've seen some of the films where you look back in the Revolutionary War over here in the United States. They'd come in and say, oh, you, you said something about British soldiers. Put them in stockade. What do you mean? I, just, I said, I don't like him. I so said, he's rude. doesn't matter. You can't say anything to them. You can't address them. You're peasants. You don't have any rights. That's what the First Amendment was all about. The Second Amendment was strategically put right behind the First Amendment. In case the First Amendment gets violated, the Second Amendment kicks in. Period. I'm letting you guys know. You can look back at constitutional history. That's why it was set up like that. If the First Amendment gets violated, the Second Amendment kicks in. It is a secondary measure to protect the people of the United States because once people are told they can't speak freely, they can't criticize, they can't communicate, they can't talk, they can't meet and assemble in peace, then there is no other option left except for the Second Amendment. That is how the Founding Fathers took it that is how they saw it and that is how it happened that is why it was put into place when you have individuals that now start saying you can't say this you can't say that you can't say this they're violating the second amendment which is exactly what they've been trying to do now they know what happens next in the revolutionary war which I'm hoping this does not happen and I hope we can come to a civil understanding with one another and we can all share our grievances and we can make change in this country I mean that sincerely But for them to start coming out and saying there's no reason for anybody to own a semi-automatic weapon, it's everybody's duty, in my opinion, to own a semi-automatic weapon. When they make comments like, oh, well, Biden has semi automatic, you know, weapons carried around him, that is a complete understatement. Every single vehicle in the presidential detail carries submachine guns and light machine guns in the back of their Tahoe's escalades or SUVs. Period. Every single one of them has a full light and submachine gun loadout in the back of their vehicle. Every single one, including individuals that are also on detail. And I cannot confirm this if they still carry them now, but I, told, I was told by a very close source years ago when they were still using the Glocks that a lot of the Secret Service detail carried Glock 18s on their person, some of them that were qualified to use them. Glock 18 is a Semi-automatic and select-fire machine pistol. It can go from semi-auto to full-auto. It's a pistol, 9-millimeter, nice full-size pistol. They carry that. Now, if Sid got the contract, they may or may not still carry that. I can't confirm that now, but I know for 100% fact currently right now, they carry sub and light machine guns in all of their vehicles. So for them to come out and say, the American populace shouldn't even be owning semi-automatic weapons. You basically need to have you know muzzle loaders and flintlocks and a couple revolvers is the best you're going to have every single time in recorded history when a government comes in and starts telling you you don't have the right to defend yourself it always goes sideways right after that they're not trying to disarm you because they're trying to protect you they want to disarm everybody because they know what they're going to do everybody to what they're going to do to everybody next we would shoot them for if we had guns that's why people want to disarm you the only reason why people want to disarm you i was talking to my brother in detail last night he's over at my house for thanksgiving you guys know he's an attorney, so I always like picking his brain on a lot of legal topics because Harrison is very black and white. He's not gray about stuff. He's still a very you know new attorney, so everything to him is by the book, which I love. And so I've been asking him a lot of questions as far as on defensive aspects of property, stand your ground, castle doctrine, because he actually was dealing with a castle doctrine um, issue as far as case. I can't really say anything about it, but so he was dealing with it, and now it's, it's gotten settled and finalized, but – there's a lot of stuff that you really need to understand if you do carry a firearm on your person, depending on what state and what county you're in. Things can change very, very quickly where you go. So understand those laws and those rules because every state lawfully by the Constitution has a right to make their own laws. Now, some states have completely and totally violated, overstepped, and, in my opinion, stomped on the Second Amendment like California. I mean that place out there. I don't understand how it's upheld so many firearm laws. I mean a lot of them have been turned down, but it's I mean it's ludicrous out there. And so you have a place like for example San Francisco which has insanely aggressive firearm laws out there and also has insanely bad crime, has horrible issues with homelessness, people defecating in the street, use needles all down the sidewalk. It's a mess out there. Well, San Francisco Police Department is now asked to equip their bomb disposal bots, 12 of them, with live live ammunition in the event that they need to engage a bad guy with deadly force via a robot. I kid you not. In 2016, you guys recall, we talked about this on the show. This is the first time this was ever used in U.S. history. Dallas police force strapped plastic explosives to a bomb disposable robot and used it to blow up a shooter that was barricaded essentially in the back of this parking garage. He shot multiple officers and they used this this bot to go in there and kill the bad guy. It's the first instance in U.S. history that essentially a drone, a robot, was used to kill a U.S. citizen on U.S. soil. Now, San Francisco wants to use that and is putting a proposal in to use robots to kill suspects in rare circumstances if they have to do so with ground support. Now, You can go and look in this article. This is so ludicrous to me because they're sitting there telling the American populace in California, you don't deserve to have anything that's even magazine-fed. You can't own a semi-automatic weapon if it has any of these characteristics. You can't even own anything that takes over 10-round mags, period. Uh, If you do, it's completely illegal. You go straight to jail. Uh, But we want to equip 12 of our robots now with live ammunition, essentially guns. I don't know if they're going to be automatic or semi-automatic. I have no idea where they're going with that yet. One of the cases, they said they want to equip them with a 12-gauge. That, that's fantastic. So you, now you've got a killer robot running around with 12 gauge on him. They're probably going to use some type of uh, AK variant platform with a drum. So we're, so we're going to have a, robots running around the street in San Francisco with 12 gauges with drums on them telling everybody what they can and can't do. I don't know. I'm just, the whole concept to me is already so far-fetched in what they're talking about doing, yet at the same time. Why in the world does anybody buy a semi-automatic weapon? As far as Biden babbles about this, I mean, no redeeming value. Well, they got significant redeeming value, especially five five six at about 3,000 feet per second. They have great redeeming value for what they're needed for, for whatever lawful, whatever lawful choice you use that for. Now, this is the problem again when you start allowing the government to come in and start overstepping its bounds. There's always been very Very gray area with the whole thing with arming drones and robots, and it's been one of those things that has never been approved and never really been allowed in the United States for good reason. There's a movie they made a long time ago, Crazy Film. Nobody ever thought it would be something serious we see now. It's called Terminator. It's Cyberdyne. And they built robots, and they were killing people, and the robots took over. So you see movies like that, and you think they're science fiction. Now you got the ding-dongs in San Francisco that have a hard time cleaning up their human feces and live needles off the sidewalks because it's turned into such a horrific place in some areas – but, hey, it's a good idea to arm 12 robots with 12 gauges and run them around whenever they need to to kill bad guys on, I quote, rare circumstances. I can't, can't make this stuff up. But, again, the hypocrisy knows no bounds. <laughs> wait, wait, what do you think about that? Dennis?
1: Well, it's, it's ridiculous. I mean you got to – it's like this. So you got a robot running around. This reminds me of the movie Robocop. You know, and they decide to build these robots that are going to run, be fully armed. Nobody else is armed. And the robots have the ability to use deadly force, and they start running around just shooting people. And you know, and then you tie it into an AI system through a quantum computer into an interdimensional interface. Yeah, it starts getting kind of creepy, doesn't it? I remember that last America Captain America. I forget which one it was, in which they had those gunships they were putting up that were going to be basically to targeting targeted individuals and to kill all the dissidents and the people who didn't agree with the political views of the tyranny that was taking over the United States. You know, if you watch Hollywood real closely, a lot of times they're going to tell you what they're going to do. That movie open range, the same thing. You know, Kevin Costner says it's one of his best lines ever. He says, if you listen real close to people, they're going to tell you what they're going to do. And that's exactly what they're talking about now using AI driven robots with 12 gauge shotguns, in San Francisco to police the bad guys when they don't want to have police officers. Well, I'd rather have a police officer who, by the way, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and they were saying that when you get pulled by a police officer, what they do to kind of depend what kind of mood they're in, (laughs) which is true, but at least they don't have terminating orders that if they don't like you, they can just shoot you without you saying anything. I mean, it's sick, but I don't think that's going to happen in San Francisco. I don't think think that even those guys are that far to the left, that they're going to go get that looney tunes, but I don't know. Like you said, they can't even clean up the human waste in San Francisco right now, and it's a mess. But you're right. you got to look at Terminator. you got to look at Cyberdyne. you got to look at the Robocop movies, and you got to realize that they want us under an AI system connected into a D-Wave computer. Remember what the man who invented the D-Wave computer basically said who doesn't even know how it works? He admits that too. I mean how do you not know how something works when – that technology came from somewhere else, didn't it? And yeah, I'm sure it did. But the reality is this. He said it was like standing before the altar of an alien God. That's the guy who basically developed this thing. I mean, what the heck does that even mean? Well, we know what it means. We know what happened in Genesis chapter 6 where we thought it was evil all the time. And we know that's where they want to bring us back to. It's, it's some weird stuff. By the way, the Daily Mail came out with an interesting article on Kanye West, which apparently he now can't even use his Apple Pay anymore. He said he was a billionaire for a while back and now he can't even use Apple Pay. And uh, he's just, oh my gosh, what they're doing to that guy is unbelievable. But Trump – here's the article from – I'm reading a direct headline from Daily Mail. Trump started screaming at me, telling me that I'm going to lose. Disgraced rapper and anti-Semite, Kanye West says. Trump exploded when he asked him to be his running mate during a -a Mar-a-Lago visit with a white nationalist Nick Fuentes. (laughs) Got to throw it all in there, don't they? Kanye West revealed Trump rejected his request to run with him. Kanye West has asked Trump to be his vice president. Just thought I'd mention that. In a, two-week, in a two-minute week campaign promo posted to Twitter Thursday, the artist expanded on those plans, saying he met with Trump on Wednesday to discuss them. In the brief clip, West offered his own account of the sit-down, which he said saw him air his presidential aspirations to the former commander-in-chief, President Trump. Titled mar lago debrief, the abrupt campaign teaser comes just days after West was spotted at Beverly Hills with the white supremacists. The pair then traveled to Miami together and were spotted outside the former president's golf club on Tuesday. West, who was dropped by Adidas and other companies last month for his anti-Semitic comments, praises Schwentes in the footage while criticizing Trump. I mean, you guys can read this whole article yourself, but this this thing is so twisted and so biased, it actually kind of made me chuckle a little bit. Now, let's not forget about Michael Cohen, (laughs) the president's attorney. Michael Cohen says that Ivanka Trump's self-exile from politics may be because she was the FBI's mole at Mar-a-Lago. Now, I'm not saying that's true. I'm not saying that's not true. I'm telling you what Mike Cole, Michael Cohen said. He says this may be. He's being careful with what he says. Michael Cohen has a theory about why Ivanka Trump isn't working on her father's 2024 presidential bid. He thinks that Jared Kushner and Ivanka could have been the FBI informants at Mar-a-Lago. I don't know where he's getting that from. I don't know where there's any evidence of that, but that's what he's saying. Cohen said it would be very interesting for senior campaign members to also be DOJ informants. Top. So so interesting. Michael Cohen says former President Donald Trump's daughter is exiling yourself because they may have been working with the FBI. He goes, he goes here's the quote. I believe Jarrett and Ivanka potentially were made mole were the moles in terms of the Mar-a-Lago documents and so on. Cohen Trump's one time personal lawyer and fixer told MSNBC on Saturday. And it would be very interesting to have. Let's say the son-in-law, this is another quote, the daughter who are FBI informants. DOG informants are acting as senior members of a campaign or an administration if he could somehow manage to slide it back in, Cohen said. So obviously Cohen doesn't like Ivanka Trump. Now, Roger Stone, who I know, who basically um, is a friend of Mancow's, he told me the same thing. He can't stand Ivanka Trump. He can't stand her. And he has slammed her multiple times on videos. This is not the first time that Cohen has suggested that one of Trump's children could be working with the FBI The Department of Justice is investigating whether Trump broke any of three federal laws, including the Espionage Act, by keeping classified documents at his Florida residence. In August, Cohen said a possible informant working with the FBI during the agency's raid at Mar-a-Lago is definitely a member of his inner circle. Imagine that. I would not be surprised to find out it is Jared or one of the children Cohen told the insider. Now, whether any of that is true, I don't know, but because it was Michael Cohen talking about it for counsel for Donald Trump. I thought I would bring it up and just kind of mention it to you guys because I thought it was pretty fascinating information because I do not like either Jared or Ivanka at all. I've told you that. I told you why mobile times on this show. And uh, to me, he should have never brought his children in. There's pure active nepotism. It's never been done. By the way, a uh, top virologist who voted for the COVID vaccine authorization emergency use has died suddenly. I imagine she's probably had all of her boosters, etc. Dr. Fuller, a professor of microbiology and immunology at the University of Michigan, died Sunday, suddenly on Friday at the age of 67 following a brief illness that was unrelated to COVID. <clears throat> okay. She was on the FDA's Vaccines and Related Biological Products Advisory, the committee that approved COVID 19 vaccines and boosters in the United States for emergency use authorization. Previous tweets from Dr. Fuller show she has been a fierce pro vaccine proponent. Now, I just thought I'd mention that to her, and, you know, I don't really know what to say her. I'm not going to say anything bad about her because I don't know anything about her, but the reality is she's gone now. Now, let me say something to you guys real quick. You know, we having this. We had the Thanksgiving holiday yesterday, and, you know, we all spent time with family and friends. We had a blast here in Central Florida. I got invited over to, to Christy's house and to, to Alan's house, and we had a great time. And, and the thing about it is, is this. Always remember, whenever you're with family and friends, be really appreciative of who they are and what God has done and how he's blessed you in your life. There are a lot of people out there right now. My heart goes out to you. They spent Thanksgiving alone. They didn't have anybody to hang out with. Some of you guys are listening to the show right now. And I want you to know something. I prayed for you yesterday, and I prayed for you again today. I love you guys, and I really, really appreciate you. You can, you can email me anytime. It Ted B at Yahoo.com, and I'd love to talk to you and hear from you. You guys are amazing to me, and I'm so blessed to be part of y'all's lives. And I got one of the nicest letters I've ever gotten get from another gentleman yesterday, and it meant the world to me. And I, he said he listened to the show we did last Tuesday, the one I would read on Solo and also was up in North Carolina, uh, or maybe this – I think it was this Tuesday. I think it was. I can't remember. I think it, was, it was all kind of blurred together with that. I think it was this Tuesday, like three or four days ago. And he listened like four or five times trying to pick up all the information. And, and guys, when you write me letters like that and, and you tell me how you've changed your relationship with Christ because of me and how it's stronger than ever, that means the world to me because that's one of the reasons I do this show Because, you know, the Bible says we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. It also tells us that this is the day the Lord hath made, and I will rejoice in it. And, guys, as you know, Sharon passed away last summer, and and the reality is this. Here's the thing. You know, a lot of you have the same thing. You've lost loved ones. You've lost friends. And my dad used to tell me, he said, yeah, son, he goes, as you get older and older, you start finding out that more and more people, he he called it check out. They check out and leave the hotel here and go to the next one. And he always said that to me. He says "It's, it's difficult as you get older dealing with all that. So I want to let you know that I'm here to pray for you anytime you need me for any type of loss that you've had. Because, guys, here's the thing. I love you guys, and I appreciate you guys so very, very much. And if it wasn't for you guys, we simply wouldn't be here. So thank you. And remember, God's still in charge. He's still on the throne. Prayer still changes things. Prayer changes the literal fabric of space-time. It changes everything. So don't allow yourself to be... Saddened of this time of the year or during the holidays. Just rely on the Lord and lean on Jesus and realize that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. I want to give you that message of encouragement this morning. I love you guys. Also, what do you think of what's your next story? Wow, that was awesome,
0: Dad. You're 100% right. And, you know, I've noticed that too as, you know, you start to get older, you start to realize, you know, what more things are more important in life. And, you know, being with friends and family and spending time with people when they're here, it's Really important. So uh, yeah, it was great yesterday. Great time as always. And it'll be still a great weekend, you know, hanging out more people we know and family and stuff that are down. And uh, it's always important to really enjoy the time you are when you're with people. And I always encourage people to when you're hanging out with people, be there with people. I've told you this before. There's nothing, you know, ruder than sitting there, you know, at a dinner and somebody sitting on their phone for 30 minutes. Texting or playing playing games. That's the one that always gets me. You know, it's it's one thing if you if you're communicating with somebody or you're back and forth, you got to talk. You're waiting on plans, but it, I've seen it before. I go, I've gone out with people and they're sitting there like playing games on a phone, playing games, and you're like, well, would you would you rather just you know you head back to the house and I'll I'll eat dinner here with everybody and you can just go back to your house and sit on your couch and play games? Oh, what do you mean? I mean, are, are you here? or Are you there? I mean, what do you? Are you are you, are you that? do that need that much dopamine trigger you have to sit there and play little video games on your phone because you can't set your phone down for five seconds you know because you're basically going to be scared of what you're going to miss got to detox from sometimes and that's why i like when i go up to north carolina up to the mountains i don't have a lot of internet service which is good and bad sometimes it's pain when you're trying to work and do stuff that's why a lot of times i get internet service like on a uh, hotspot that i just turn off when i don't need it when i do need it and i gotta check emails i gotta talk to you know clients if i gotta talk to suppliers and the guy the boys down here guys at the office i could do so but sometimes this guy it's good guys just to detox from your phone a little bit i'll tell you that right now and what's interesting about it is you'll notice a lot of times when you start detoxing from your phone some say you just put it down or you leave it somewhere you turn it off and put it in your backpack so if you need it, if you have an emergency, you've got to get a hold of somebody, you can. And you could occasionally check it. You know, if you've got a voicemail or you're waiting on a call, no, no, leave it alone. And you'll notice a lot of times you'll start to appreciate and like stuff even more. You start realizing how beautiful certain things are. And you go, oh, wow, this is great. You actually are there. Because these phones, man, Dad and I talked about earlier this week, they've been used as a very, very effective two-edged sword. They get children completely and totally enthralled with them. You know, I've, I love it. Like last night, I took my kids over, Christine Allen's, and they're playing with their kids. And the whole time, it wasn't a video game in sight. It wasn't a Game Boy or an iPad. They're playing outside. And Hunter's got his cowboy hat on. He's got this little, you know, water gun that he's got in his holster. And he's running around, and they're playing like, you know, cops and robbers or something silly. I don't know. You know, because they're living in their little fantasy world at that age. That's what they're supposed to do, my friends. They're supposed to interact with children. They're supposed to run around. They're supposed to have creative play. They're supposed to engage with one another. Children, human beings, especially young children like that, when they're going through the very, very important developmental stage, they were never designed to be sitting there staring at a screen just drooling on themselves playing video games for hours on end or worse, sitting there watching stupid stuff on YouTube. Their brains were not designed to do that. It starts to hardwire them in the wrong direction. And what happens is as they get older, they start constantly having these dopamine cravings all the time. So they become fully addicted to video games and social media. And that's why you see some kids now. They're completely and totally obsessed with social media because, they've now we have a generation now that has literally been born into it. So by the time they're two, three years old, they're already playing on their parents' phone at dinner. By the time they're 5, 6 years old, they already have their own iPad. By the time they're 8, nine, ten years old, they already have their own phone. By the time they're 11, 12 years old, they already got their own social media pages. And they're posting stuff on TikTok and watching all this perverted filth that's on the internet that they do not need to have any exposure to whatsoever. A lot of nobody really does some of this stuff. But at that age, they really don't need to see any of that stuff. And by the time they're 18, 19 years old, their brains have become so polluted and they're so obsessed with constantly getting a, a like or a follow or what so and so is doing on social media, they have no concept of real reality. And that's what we're watching now. And that's what spooks me a lot because we're seeing this generation come out that this is going to be the next generation, you know, behind Generation Z. And they're going to be completely and totally inept in the real world. I mean they don't want to do anything. I mean I saw some article the other day with what's going on with Elon Musk and Twitter, you know, and a lot of stuff of that is theater, but I was reading some stuff and they were talking about how a bunch of the people that work for Twitter, they're quitting now because they basically don't want to work. And essentially Elon Musk told them, "Listen, if you want to keep your job here, you're going to work. There's going to be 40-50 work hour weeks. You're going to be doing stuff." And apparently the internal management and in the workforce that worked for Twitter before was pretty much exactly what I just described. A bunch of Generation Z lackeys that wanted to play on the computer and basically write some code occasionally and work from home 10, 20 hours a week and wanted to get paid 70, 80, 90, $100,000 a year for doing literally absolutely nothing except updating maybe a post here and there. And that's what's happening now. So it's so important. If you got young kids, if you got young grandkids, it's so important to make sure you have the opportunity to allow them to play and expand their thought process and have that creative play and do things and get outside and run around and ride bicycles. It's so important, my friends, because I promise right now, I have watched it firsthand for years now. I have watched a generation decay into moral depravity in most cases because there is no basis of what they were raised on anymore as far as Christian beliefs, Christian ethics, morals, and having the ability to learn and interact and communicate with one another. And I told you before, that was one of the things I really think these sicko perverted pedophile communists that a lot of them are in the school systems wanted to mask these children as they wanted to dehumanize them. They wanted to take away their identity away. They want to prevent them from being able to communicate. They want to stop them from being able to have social interaction properly and they want to put everything on iPads, which is exactly what they do did and turned around now, and you've got these six, seven, eight-year-old kids that went through COVID, and they have significant issues with social problems now, with speech disorders, all kinds of stuff now, just from two years of that. And now you got over in California and New York and some of these other states, they're already talking. I read you guys an article the other day on The Atlantic. They're now saying, well, the next best option we need to have now is children need to be masked in in school for everybody's protection. Didn't we already establish that this thing has like a 99.9997% survival rate for children, that virtually there's no death rate associated with COVID in young children? Oh, but Austin, there's RSV out there now. There's, there's this other virus that's floating around there now. Well, why, why don't we do a little research analysis and find out all the children that allegedly are being hospitalized with RSV and COVID like they're saying, how many of them have had this COVID shot? How many of them have had any shots? How many of them are complete purebloods like me and don't have vaccines? But I'd really be curious to see a research study on that because I can tell you right now, what I've personally seen with these young children when they start getting the shots, it is horrific on most of these children. I talked to a good friend of mine the other night on the phone who – his brother has a son that basically is dealing with autism now, and he asked me – he goes – you know, He's very good friends of mine. He goes, well, I don't know. I don't really say anything about you know his son because I don't really know much of happened. He's like, what do you think happened with this? And I said, I know exactly what happened. I said, they injected him and he got very sick. He already had some health issues when he was first born as far as with stuff that that's complicated with the pregnancy. And I said, now he basically they got the shot schedule. I pleaded with him. I, they didn't listen, and now he's going to deal with this the rest of his life. And I said it's rough. And I said, you know, sometimes there's some things you can do to reverse it. And obviously, in making sure, you know, you're using adequate amounts of omega-3 fats and B vitamins, and do the best you can to help their body. I said, but in some cases, it's irreversible. And I said it makes no logical sense whatsoever to be taking a child at two months, three months, six months, 12 months, 18 months, and continually be injecting them with compounds that we know cause health problems. It's not news, brand new news that aluminum causes problems in the body. We know it's a neurotoxin. We know it's been linked to Alzheimer's. We know it causes all these issues. Yet when you look at the, DTaP shot, which, by the way, they recommend to give it babies at two months, four months, and six months old now, the side effects on the insert sheet of the DTaP vaccine, one of the listed side effects is sudden infant death syndrome, SIDS. That is one of the listed possible side effects on the vaccine sheet. Most people don't look at it. It's got aluminum hydroxide in it. It's got formaldehyde in it. It's got polysorbate 80 in it in the DTaP vaccine that they start giving to the kids just a couple months after they're born. And then everybody goes, but there's no way that would happen. It's totally safe and effective. Right, right. That's just like the COVID shots, totally safe and effective, right? How many times are people going to keep buying the lie, just spoonful after spoonful, my friends? That is why it is so important. All of you, I encourage you continue to be vocal and speak the truth about what's happening. All of us in aggregate have to do it together because they've already come out now. World Health Organization already came out and they would just do policy update that they want to start going in now and start telling what regulatory agencies can and can't cover and basically stuff that they need to do is misinformation. I looked at this article and it was talking about it on Burning Platform said as results of who's the who's policy updates from February twenty twenty to January twenty twenty one. That's less than a year, guys. There were eight hundred and fifty thousand YouTube videos related to harmful or misleading COVID-19 misinformation that was removed from the platform. 850,000 videos in less than a year were pulled because they were harmful or misleading on COVID-19. Now, if anybody has looked at those, you know exactly what videos there are. They're on vitamin C. They're on intravenous vitamin C. They were on ivermectin. They were on zinc. They were on D3. They were discussing the RNA gene therapy shots that rolled out. They were speaking truth, 99% of them, in my opinion, the ones that I have seen. The who wants to come in now and start regulating what is misinformation? The problem is it doesn't even define misinformation. as targeting. They don't even tell you what disinformation is. It's anything that they seem to be disinformation. It's misinformation. Remember what I said earlier about the First Amendment? The whole point of the First Amendment was people being able to speak freely, even if it's something you don't agree with, even if it's something they're wrong about. Everybody has that right, the right, not a privilege, a right. And I don't know when's the last time I voted for the WHO on a ballot Anywhere in the United States, I don't remember when I asked them for their opinion on how we need to regulate and handle truth or lies in the United States. But I must have missed that one on the ballot, Dad. You must have too. We must have missed it when we handed the WHO the ability to tell us what we couldn't couldn't
1: say. <laughs> well, what remember, mean? the WHO, the, the World Health Organization, is a subsidiary arm of the United Nations. Is what it is. I mean, it's basically, it's all tied back together with the same banking cartel that brought us the League of Nations that failed the same banking cartel that you know, created World War I and World War II and our Civil War, actually, uh, the same banking cartel that was involved with killing multiple presidents of the United States. And it's the same group. It's always the same group. It's always the same, it's always the same people. And, and once you understand that, you start to see the picture. You start to understand why the World Health Organization is being used now as an enforcement arm of the U.N. And because the U.N. is again controlled by the international banking cartels. And that, that's why you know, if I was president of the United States, the first thing I would do is I would empty everybody out of the United Nations building, you know, up there in New York, and I would just implode the stupid thing, and I'd tell it to go do something else somewhere else because we pay all the bills for it pretty much anyhow. The United States does, but again, we're part of the same arm of the international banking cartels that do this, and that's why the CIA has done so much stuff that's so bad that I'll talk about in just a second because it's all part of the same group too. They're all controlled at the highest levels. But right now there's a Blue Truth documentary, and I want to mention this for a second. I normally wouldn't cover this, but G. Edward Griffith put it out, so I'm going to go ahead and talk about it because I believe it's true. It says, Bluetooth documentary shows COVID vaccinated people emit frequencies. Wow. A short 32-minute – I'm going to post it on our website. A short 32-minute documentary shows Dr. Pedro Savalo, the president of the World and Life Coalition, using electromagnetic frequency meter on a sample of people in Mexico who had taken COVID vaccines and compared them to unvaccinated people. Magnetism was detected in the jab sample. Graphene oxide was tested in all of the COVID vaccine specimens, but none of the companies listed it on their labels. A cell phone with a Bluetooth application collected media access control codes when it was near people who had received COVID jabs. People who took PCR swab tests also triggered a Bluetooth response, but at a lower level. You hear that? Who took the PCR swab? Bluetooth codes were also detected in a cemetery among people who died in 2021 and 2022. And the researchers believe graphene can be transmitted through sexual intercourse and kissing. Well, that becomes a real problem for everybody if it's going to be that transferable through kissing and to basically dating and to sexual intercourse. That's why you need to stay with your wife, by the way, and just stay there and be done with it. But the reality is that you know this is a crazy documentary. Now, I haven't watched all of it. I've watched another one similar to this. Now, whether all of this is true or not, or if this because of you know stuff in the air that's picking up the frequencies from other transmitters or other Wi-Fi signals, I don't know. But the reality is is that this is disturbing, and I don't like it whatsoever. But here's the thing. Remember I talked to you about the other day they're going to eventually have a Wi-Fi signal inside of the vaccine if it's not already here, if this is not what it is, to tell people that when they're testing you, when you walk through TSA security checkpoints, whether you have a COVID passport or not, that you've been vaccinated with the proper shots and the proper boosters. You know, it is hard to believe it's going to go to this level of tyranny and draconianism, but – Gosh, guys! I mean, nothing they do now will surprise me. It, it really has. It can't surprise me. And here's another article that came out. It says from the Free Thought Project, and it says the CIA is caught covering up rampant child sex crimes inside of the agency, and no one has gone to jail. Imagine an agency so secretive and so corrupt they can literally get away with criminal sexual abuse of children. Then imagine you are forced to pay for this agency, despite knowing that their agents are abusing children, even admitting to it. They are avoiding any kind of legal ramifications. Well, there's no need to imagine that because that and more is happening within the CIA and no one is doing anything about it. Last December, through multiple FOI, Freedom of Information lawsuits, BuzzFeed News obtained hundreds of internal CIA reports that detailed the rampant abuse. According to the reports, despite multiple agents and contractors, at least 10 being caught so far in child sex abuse situations, federal prosecutors have bought no charges, charges and the abusers remain protected by the agency. In addition to that right now, we've got a lot of people that were basically you know, abused by Jeffrey Epstein, suing Deutsche Bank and some of the other banks that Jeffrey Epstein was being involved in. All of this stuff is tied, tied together with Mossad, CIA, MI6, and, of course, Jeffrey Epstein and the FBI the levels that are so corrupt, not all of them, but a lot of them, a lot of the CIA is not corrupt either, but a lot of them are. And all of these groups work together to control politicians and to control the groupthink and the narrative. So guys, just remember this. Don't allow them to control you. Keep your hearts and minds in Jesus, for he is the great I am. He is the alpha and he's the Omega. He's the beginning. He's the end. You can do all things through Christ. You guys have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful weekend. and I love you guys so much. Thanks for praying for us. Awesome. Finish it up, and I will talk to you guys on Monday. Oh,
0: absolutely, and I hope everybody does have a fantastic weekend, and be sure, like I said earlier, check out the website, anything you want to stock up on or grab or try out right now, cinnamon extract on sales product of the week, and the THANKS5, T-H-A-N-K-S and the number 5 coupon is active store-wide over the weekend for Black Friday sale, so be sure to check that out on the website and grab anything that you're interested in. And also, too, I want to just encourage one another, when you are seeing a lot of this stuff going on right now, a lot of this news that we bring up in some of these topics. Don't let it get you down at all. I've always tried to encourage people that because I want to bring the truth to everybody. you got you got to express the truth of what's happening. You can't ignore it and pretend like it's not there. But on the other hand, too, like Dad said, don't let it control you because fear is not of God at all, <laughs> period. What they try to constantly do is keep people scared. And I saw it yesterday. I saw a TV was on where I was at. And, of course, they have the headline going on, uh, new risk of triple pandemic or triple dimmick or whatever the new stupid word they're coming out with. It was triple dimmic, uh, wanes during uh, you know, winter season right now, and they kept flashing it up there, flashing it I'm looking at it, and I, I started laughing. I said, I'm so sick of this propaganda. I saw this. I'm so sick of this. I said all they want to do is keep people so terrified, shuddering and huddled in fear that they don't do anything other than what they're told to do. So that is 100% what they're trying to do to everyone right now. I said it's quite irritating and annoying, actually, and it just makes me want to just try to wake as many people up as I can. That's been the goal of what we've done here at Health Masters, not only provide people with the truth of what's happening, I encourage you to go make your own decisions. Go do your own research. Come to your own evaluation. and say, okay, yeah, you know, Austin's spot on on this. I may not agree with him a lot on this, but this this topic's interesting. I'm going to look into it more. Do your own research. And then that's why we have for years now, for over 40 years, have provided everyone with the highest quality supplements we can possibly produce. Because I want to give people the news and knowledge, but then also the option. On what you can do to keep yourself healthier, to stay strong, to continue to eat clean, to train hard, to keep the right supplements in your body and keep your nutrients high. Vitamin C and D3 have been such a strong staple for so many people now. It's been so encouraging to get emails from people and say, man, you know, since I've been taking that regimen, since I've been taking the immune support kit, I've continually been feeling good. I've been continually staying strong and basically not getting sick. And I said, I know, it's crazy, isn't it? I said, imagine that. We have the nutrients at our disposal on this earth to continue to keep our body as healthy as we can. That's not saying you're not ever going to get a cold or you're going to get sick sometimes, because it happens. Sometimes you push yourself too hard. Sometimes you don't take care of your body like you should. It happens. But again, then you know you have the right nutrients at your disposal to use and help your body and stimulate your body and encourage your body. That's what made me so frustrated from the very beginning when all they kept saying is, "Well, it's about public safety. It's about health. It's about your safety and protection." And I'm sitting there yelling at these videos. Sometimes I'm into the office. I'm and say "Why don't you talk about health and nutrients and sunshine and fresh air and staying away from sugar and eating clean and taking vitamin C and D3?" If it was truly about public health and safety, and the answer was, it's because it was never, not one single time, about public health and safety. If it was, that's what they would have said. That's when I knew the whole thing was turning into a bold-faced lie at the beginning, is when they refused to address any of it and said there's nothing you can do. My friends, there's always something you can do. Be proactive, be engaged, be involved, do stuff, learn, read. Reading is incredible. You've got to read all the time. You have to constantly do research and look at things and read stuff and continue to expand your knowledge. Base. That is so crucial. Read books. If you have a topic you want to find a book on it, read it. Learn about it. We have massive libraries in this country. We have massive access to everything we want to look at pretty much as far as it's positive. All you have to do is go out and do a slight search and look for it and start continually getting yourself stronger and smarter. Thank you again, my friends. Healthmasters.com if you need anything. Have a blessed Friday and a great weekend. Thanks, Five Coupon. Use that this weekend. Have a fantastic time with your friends and family. And I will talk to you again on this show, Monday as always.